When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, morning show with Anthony here on 92.9 and 96.9 EHM. Uh, super excited for this. I've uh, been a fan for many, many years. Very, very early days. Uh, Will is joining us from Collective Soul. Will, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Uh, Wednesday, October 17th, you guys are going to be at the theater at Westbury, which should be a great show. You guys uh, just came off a, a big summer tour where you played the island, too. Uh, you were out at the amphitheater over here with Three Doors Down and Soul Asylum. How was that? Yeah, it was a good show. I mean, I love the, love the crowd there. Um, this is the first time we played that amphitheater, um, and I'd heard they just kind of started doing more shows there or whatever. Uh, we're used to playing Joe's Beach, but great crowd. I mean, you guys love your rock and roll there. What else? I mean, we can't go wrong. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do. And that was a good bill. Three Doors Down and Soul Asylum. That's a damn good bill. Yeah, we knew the guys in Three Doors. And uh, they, they put on a good show. At Soul Asylum was real surprising. And uh, we had a great time with them. Now, you guys have been doing, what is it, 25 years now? 26 years? We're calling next year the 25-year anniversary Um because that would have been like February of 94 when we got signed to Atlantic Records right there in, uh, in Manhattan. I remember flying up there. Me and Ed flew up there on a plane. That was my first plane as an adult to go sign an Atlantic record deal. That was uh, February of 94. So we're calling next year a 25-year anniversary tour. <laughs> that was your first plane ride was to go sign a record deal? That's awesome. Other other than being like a baby when I was I was actually born in Alaska and uh, I did have to fly home. Uh, my father was on an army base in Alaska, so I, I did fly home as a baby. But yeah, I was, I was 22 when we got signed, so I was I was a youngster, man. That's awesome. All right, now tell me what uh, what that time period was like because I feel like uh, you know I know the history of the band. Um, I know Ed was trying for years and, uh, you know, your dad had the whole thing and then it, but it feels Mm -hmm. like, I know you guys, you know, worked at it for a while, but it feels like once you guys, you know, that fame story of getting on the college radio station, once you guys got on, it feels like it shot out and went really fast. It really did, man, because the radio station, the college radio station in Atlanta would have added shine, maybe was it like maybe October, November of 93? And then, um, and then it wasn't much longer after that. The uh, commercial station on an independent label added that song. And then, I mean, you know, like I said, five months later, we were, we were on a plane to Atlantic Records uh, and signing the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, Ed, six years, my senior, he was, he was working on his songwriting crafts. And me and my buddies basically were coming through high school. And, and the meeting spot was my father's studio. So, it's a little town story, but um, when the call came for us to rock and roll, we felt like we were ready. We were young, but we felt like uh, with the strength of Ed's songwriting and the chemistry of the band, we uh, we had all the confidence in the world. When I look back, I wonder why we had so much confidence, but it's, uh, I think it has something to do with just being young. <laughs> Well, what's it like for you now? Because I feel like I feel like I'm like I kind of went along with the age of the band. Like I was young and excited when you guys were first coming out, and now I'm hitting my middle age. So, how are you guys handling the band middle age? <laughs> I know it's that word middle age. It's like whoa, dude. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm 47, and I've got a like you know I've got a I've got three boys that are all teenagers, or you know my oldest just turned 20 years old, so I feel like middle age is like right here. So. Um, I don't know. It was rock and roll and music, though. It's like we're still mentally, we still, we literally still do like almost all the same stuff we did when we were kids, and you know our. Um, our, our our peers in the, in the decades before us have kind of set the roadmap. I mean, uh, you know, we were still playing shows with Sammy Hagar just last summer. He just turned 70. Um, we played shows with ZZ Top this summer. We played, you know, so, you know, it, what's, what's the saying about rock and roll keeps you young or whatever, you know? So, I mean, we are still, uh, and we're still full of, we're, especially when we get on stage and play music, we're still full of that confidence and that same, uh, that same young, uh, thought process where we're going to go out there and show people something, you know, we're going to show them how good we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, and you guys still, by the way, the, the live album just came out. What was it? A year or two? Ago? Right about this time last year. That's right. Uh, killer, man. You guys still sound friggin' amazing. 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 You know, I saw, Thank I, you. I don't expect you to remember this, but I don't even know when it was. I think it was during the youth time. Um, I was working for another radio station on the Island and you guys came around and did, uh, an acoustic, set kind of thing and uh the whole place was floored like everybody was freaking out and i was like you got i mean because you have such a great polished sound on the records you don't expect that really in a live setting but you guys have it right. and you still have it which is awesome yeah thanks man yeah we, like you know we grew up in the studio and we we just we constantly take pride and constantly talk about how to uh how to sharpen up our our tools you know yeah Still no advice on middle age, so how can I handle that? Because I feel like I'm screwing it up, and you guys are sounding better than ever. <laughs> I'm sure I'm screwing it up, too, man. Don't get advice from me, man. <laughs> um, but was it, let me ask you this, because I never, I always wondered this. You, I feel like it, it kind of happened really quickly because the grunge groundswell happened, and, and artists and labels then started looking for that kind of sound, and you guys were just a rock band but kind of from George, like you didn't fit in with the whole Seattle thing, but you were big guitars yeah. and great sound. So did you get pigeonholed a lot into that in the early days of the band? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that was part of our success is really the fact is nobody sounded like us. Nobody sounds, you could put on Collective Soul and if you knew, if you're familiar with it, you knew it was Collective Soul. Nobody sounded like us. Um, but because of the era we would get lumped in with grunge. And I think everybody who was 22, 25, 26 years old in the nineties that wasn't wearing makeup still, uh, <laughs> and, and, and using hairspray in their hair, I think everybody was into like a plaid and dressing down and like wearing simple things. You know, it, it was, it was opposite of glam. We didn't want to sing about drinking all night or partying or getting lonely. We, we were singing about, you know, real things. And that the grudge movement was also singing about real things. So we, we kind of got lumped into it on, on some regards in a, in a fair manner and in some regards, not really, you know, we were a Southern straight up, really just a straight up rock band. If, if the Beatles are a rock band and Led Zeppelin's a rock band and collective soul is just a rock band, you know, we're not, I think grunge is definitely specifically geographically Northwest. And we, we really weren't that, but it didn't bug us. Labels don't bug us. Labels are what labels are what other people use to cat categorize and, and describe things. And we always knew we were a rock band and, we we knew that through the test of time, people would understand that we're just a good rock band from the South. We don't even sound like a Southern rock band necessarily. We just <laughs> we're just a good rock band from Georgia. I know that's the weird part. Like you said, people know. Like I recognize 
a collective soul tune. I don't know if it's the tone of the guitars or the drum sound or, you know, Ed's, yeah. I don't know what it is. Even before Ed starts combination singing. combination of all those things. Man. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's just this distinct thing that you recognize right away, which is crazy. And you guys have been doing it for so long and you've been, you know, I know you had some issues with the manager and you've been on labels and then you did soul, you know, your own distribution stuff and then kind of maybe flirted back with labels a little bit. So we're in this era now, 2018, where there are literally no more rules. So I want to know how you guys right. feel about the whole journey and the label thing and, and where the music business is at. And you guys being a r- proud, by the way, proud rock band today. Yeah, I mean, we did see a, a wild evolution, right? I mean, when we got signed, uh, Atlantic Records, you know, they had three or four s- floors there at the Tom Warner building. I think they're down to one floor now. And you know, they were, they were still making cassettes of our first three records. I mean, people don't even know what a cassette is now, much less a CD. I mean, you know, do you, we're, we're about to be in an era where you don't even buy CDs anymore. But um, it's, it's, we feel very, we feel secure. I mean, because we were able to create a strong fan base. We still go out and we have this live, um, we have this live persona that people want to come hang out at the rock show and see Collective Soul. So, we can be successful there. And then with the internet and stuff, once, once you have a loyal fan base marketing, direct marketing to your fans is, is not that hard. So we feel like it's pretty easy to, uh, maintain and and cultivate what we have. Uh, we still feel like on a live basis, we got more, we want to prove. And, and also when we're creating, that's kind of still the juice that, that we thrive on is creating new stuff. But other than like trying to take more steps forward as a live band and, and creating, we feel we, we feel like we're on solid ground. Even though even though the record industry did become the wild wild west for a little bit, I, I think it's it's definitely settled and people kind of understand where these streams of revenue are now and how to how to cultivate them. It's you know it, it took a while. Though. It took about a ten year period. Yeah, it's weird though. But like your your you know generation, your era of rock bands might be the last that radio will ever break. You know, I just don't know. Cause you know, when you guys were coming on, like you said, like it was a pride for a radio station to find a great band, like collect a soul and be the be first front edge. Yeah. And now most program directors go and check all their competition across the country to see what they're playing before they even add a song. They're so shy and timid to break bands. Right. I mean, that just, that kind of that kind of yeah, sucks. That that attitude with radio was gone. You're right about that. That's that's gone. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like we were at the end of that certain little era. I, you know, I don't know how that plays out for rock bands. I, and I know rock isn't necessarily the coolest thing that like it was in the '70s, '80s, and '90s. But there's a bunch of good rock bands out there. There's, there's some youngsters that know what rock and roll is, and they're they're coming to the shows, but they're also creating some stuff and. Thank, like I said, thank God my kids um, have good taste in music. They get to show me some good stuff, but it's not getting broke on radio, like you said. It, uh, you know, they know where to find it, and there's some killer bands out there. But um, you know, I feel like the second wave of, of, of rock and roll, kind of the 2000s, was like Cage the Elephant, Black Keys, Kings of Leon. I, I think some of those bands. I think those bands will stick around. And then you got in the last five years, you got some other rock bands that are coming out, but they're not quite rock you know they, they've got a little bit of electronica and maybe a little more pop to their uh to their elements um but then you then you got some kids like greta van fleet that you know 
sound like a guy dang badass version of Led Zeppelin, you know, and these guys are 20 years old, you know? Yeah. So, well, you're all over it. Well, you, think, you, you, you know what's going on right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the rock bands will still be there. It's just not it's just not front page news that it was 30 years ago, you know? Yeah. But rock and roll is still alive and kicking, man, especially while collecting souls still on this earth. That's awesome. Uh, are you guys, I feel like I've seen it in a couple of interviews already that you guys are working on some new material. How's that going? Yeah, we got, we, we wrapped up a lot of it. Um, so yeah, so next year to celebrate 25, we're going to, we're going to release, uh, I think we're at 25 songs. I know we've got 22, 23, and it's not going to be that hard for Ed to, come up with two more songs so we get 25 songs we'll do some kind of we'll do some kind of release schedule throughout the year and ultimately it's going to be a double album it's not going to all come out at once i'm not sure how we're going to release um each song i think we're going to try to market it in a way that we can kind of spread it out over an entire summer a double album in 2018 that doesn't get more rock and roll than that my friend that's killer yeah Trying to be rock and roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awesome. Um, what out of the uh, out of the songs is there one? You know, can you give me some song titles? Like, what's what? What are the couple of tunes that's really exciting you right now that you uh, haven't released yet? Well, we uh, we did do some free streaming just for some fans to let, let people hear some stuff. Like, I think it was July fourth. We streamed uh, four tunes that we had already recorded. Um, so you could just go check them out. You couldn't download them or anything. You just go stream them from the site. Um, and we played those two tunes, all, or two of those tunes all summer. A song called Now's the Time. Uh, it's obviously a, it's a, it's a reflection on the temperament of, uh, of the world and the nation in the moment right now. Seems like things are at a, at a, a high point. Uh, and then the other song, we, we started out with two new ones. And there's another song called Over Me. And, um, it's just a sick rock tune. I'm really proud of that one too. So we played them all summer, those two. Uh, so I'm, I'm proud of those two for sure. Yeah. How do you go about, I mean, do you guys even still pick a single? Cause I was, I was reading something where originally you guys didn't want to release December as a single. And that goes on to be like one of your biggest songs ever. Yeah. That story is like, um, Ed was sure that December was, Ed was sure on that one. I mean, and, and Ed, Ed, Ed hasn't been perfect on all his guesses, but Ed was sure about December, and the truth that that story is is basically I wasn't sure. I was like, man, come on, not, not December. I don't, I don't think so, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, the, that story gets to live on, I guess. So that was I was wrong. <laughs> so I, you were the one who was like December. I heard it was bad. Like you were like, no, that song sucks. I, I mean, that, that's a little extreme, but uh, I, you know, we we're trying to pick the single, the one that was going to be big, you know. And Jell had, had been on the soundtrack. Even though it was on the second record, it was on the Jerky Boys soundtrack. So it had already kind of That's been right. a rock hit. And then our, the first real single from the second record was December. And I just I just didn't think it should be December. So Yeah. Wow. Uh, it turned that, out December kicked ass. So I was wrong. <laughs> that was fun. I forgot that you guys were on the Jerky Boys sound. That was huge for you guys at the time, actually. Yeah, that worked because it bridged it bridged the uh the radio support right in between the first record and the second record wow boy a lot has changed in 25 years hey uh 25 years i think that's your first year of eligibility into the rock and roll hall of fame you guys think about that at all we get asked about it um we don't think about it a whole lot but i mean of course it'd be an amazing honor so 
I don't know. I hope there's a I hope there's a groundswell amongst fans and amongst industry because um, I think there's definitely a case. Um, I don't want to analyze it too much because it's it's me and my life, but I think there's a case there. So I'll let I'll let you and and the fans uh, spearhead that. Uh, I'm going to start a campaign. Hashtag Collective Hall of Fame. That's going to be my hashtag. We're going to get it All right, going. We'll, we'll, we'll follow you on that. We'll follow that. Because <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, Will? Like, I've been a fan for a year. Okay, I got I hopped on board um, for the self-titled. I think most people probably did. I don't know if a lot of people were in on hints, allegations, and things left unsaid. I don't know. What was What's your feeling on that? Well, the second one did, did sell more, and it was definitely like, oh, okay, these guys are for real. You know. Yeah, yeah. So Shine was out, but but the, it was the self tunnel that really hit for me. I've been and I've been like I said, you guys did a radio thing with us, uh, not this station, but another station I worked at for youth. You know, so I've been with you guys all the way through. But I like you know, in the last couple of days, I'm like, cool. You know, we're gonna get Will on. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna go back and my you know charge up my uh, my iTunes collection and and see where I'm at. Like I don't really, I didn't really realize how many mega hits that you guys have had over the, like I knew like, oh, that song and this song. And, that. and then I go back and I'm looking at some of your chart positions and sales and all this. And I'm like, oh my God, you got like way. And as a fan, I didn't realize how big you guys were. Do you hear that all, at all or no? Yeah, we hear that a lot. Like, uh, yeah, even people that are fans were like, oh, I forgot y'all did that song. You know, oh, I forgot all about that song. You know, and there's another hit, another number one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we hear that. Yeah, and it's also like, you know, the other thing, too, is a lot of bands, you know, trash in hotel rooms or members getting fired or this and that. The drama level in your band, from the outside at least, it, it's almost kind of non-existent. You guys don't really have, like, these crazy, you know, things that bring this lore to some other bands. Yeah. Uh, some of it wasn't. We were a little under the radar with, with, the, um, with the media, um, but... The documentary will be out at the end of the next year as well. So there's a lot of, you know, behind the music stuff that definitely happened that some of it's not an original story when it comes to partying and drugs and stuff. But there's definitely a, there's definitely going to be some the documentary will be great for the fans. There's, there's a lot of stuff that people will be interested to see and uh, and 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 will find very interesting to, uh, to to find out what happened. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know that you guys had a, a doc coming out. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe the doc will be part of our uh, hashtag collective Hall of Fame <laughs> resume. I'm proud of that hashtag. I came up with that in three seconds. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, will, documentary next year, double album. I love it. Uh, Wednesday, October 17th, theater at Westbury. You guys just killed it over here at the Brookhaven Amphitheater. Now you're coming back to Rock Long Island again. Uh, phenomenal. I'm looking forward to the new record and everything else. I hope you'll come back when you guys put it out. Is that a deal? Yeah, man. Uh, we will. We will. We'll be around for sure. We're going to do over 100 shows next year. We're going to be all around. Oh, my God. What is what is that? I mean, I know you like to go out and have fun and all that, but what is that like? That ter as a person, committing to something 100 times for next year, the idea of that terrifies me. <laughs> that scares you? It scares the <laughs> hell out of me. <laughs> What is that like for you? Because you're planning out months and years in advance. That's not weird at all for you. You're used to it by now. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not planning, yeah, if I'm not planning 12 months, 15 months down the road, I'm getting like, hey, all right, guys, what's going on? Because <laughs> you just have to in today's world. You got to you got to plan way ahead of time. The promoters are ready to book it, and uh, 
and we're ready to go commit. So. Yeah. See, the only thing I could commit to in that sort of the only thing I like look forward to and commit to is meals, which is why I have a weight problem. So, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> We don't have time to get into that this morning. All right. Well, uh, appreciate your time, man. Uh, thank you for the music for overall than anything. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you again. Yeah. Cheers, man. Thanks for your time as well.